How does one man create a religion that enthralls tens of thousands of people? A supposedly sacred, sacred area that soon becomes a breeding ground for sexual assault, pedophilia, and the disregard of basic human rights. Let us introduce you to the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ and the Latter-day Saints, or the FLDS for short. Hello, everyone, and welcome Hi. back to Oddly Unexplained. <laughs> it has been two months yes. since our last episode. We went out with a bang for our birthday and have not been back since. No. Very sorry. We are, but we're here with a pretty big one. A huge episode. So we had lots of things going on, school, academic competitions, <laughs> and then we were like, well... When we come back, we need to do something big. So we did this. This is what we're doing today. It's going to be at least two, maybe three parts. Because there's so, because it's a cult, as I think I hinted to before. And there's so many elements of a cult, not just in like the actual cult itself, because cult psychology. Yeah, because you have the, the founders, the beliefs, the people in the cult, the, like, there's just layer upon layer upon layer. Yes. And we wanted to make sure that when we finally presented our first cult to you guys, that it would be... It was done well. It was in-depth. Yeah. yeah. Done well. So, so, do you want to get to the most important part of the episode? Of course. Tea of the day. day which is... French Elgray. French Elgray. You should not be surprised. No, we love French Elgray. I love French Elgray. I support your love for French Elgray. French Elgray is... Wonderful. This is a Dorty's French Earl Grey, which I think is the best. I think it's the best. I think it's the best. They're all similar. This one, this one's got a little extra something. Um. Well, we should dive. Shall we get into it? We should dive right in. FLDS was founded in 1913 as a branch of the LDS religion after polygamy was made illegal throughout the country. The religion centers around the leader of the prophet being thought of as a direct contact of God himself on earth. So God will talk to this prophet and tell them things that need to be passed on to their disciples, essentially. So the prophet was the only one allowed to perform marriages as well as having the most control out of anyone within the religion. Essentially, if the prophet said something, that was a law. It doesn't matter if it is illegal in law to the rest of the world. If the prophet says so, that is what you need to do and how you need to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely trust this random dude. Exactly. Who wouldn't? So as I said earlier, the people of the FLDS practice polygamy, which is when a man has multiple wives, as the FLDS believes that the only way to reach total salvation is for a man to have at least three wives in order to be granted entrance to Zion when the world comes to an end. So the religion of this cult was that Zion was known as a promised land, the holiest place on earth. So the people were told that one day the world would come to a fiery end. So like literally, like on fire, everyone is dying, but only the holy believers would be saved and lifted into the sky on a piece of land and taken to Zion. Which like, what if there's holy believers in different places? See, in my mind, I'm imagining just like little chunks of the sky, just like (laughs) going up, like all over earth. Mm. Or like Utah, all over Utah. To explain that, Utah's 
Where they are. Where, it, where it's at. That's where we are. Yeah. We're in the creek. Or the, the creek. We love... The creek is interesting. The creek is interesting. Because they move to the creek. They do. But we'll explain that we'll, probably we'll in the get, next episode. We'll get to the creek. Yeah. So in Zion, men supposedly became like gods, being able to create planets and children. And as they pleased, and their wives remained as their like humble servants. Which is such like, feminists. Not a good role for the women. No, it's like the best case scenario here is I'm your servant. Forevermore. Mm. That is not the best case scenario situation. No. So we're going to jump into the timeline. So I'm going to read from the beginning. Asta's going to jump in. We're going to just run you through this cult from beginning to end roughly. And then we'll start going more in depth into it. So in 1890, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, also known as the Mormon Church, suspends the practice of polygamy in order to gain statehood for Utah. So they needed to suspend the practice in order to be able to remain in Utah following the law and to be seen as a religion that that state follows, essentially. So members who continued to practice polygamy were excommunicated. So Which means, like, thrown out. Yeah, completely. We can't talk to you anymore. Broken the law of God. So in the 1930s, the fundamentalists who practice polygamy are ex- not executed, excommunicated. <laughs> they're not executed by the Mormon Church, and they moved and settled in Arizona. So in July 26, 1953, 36 men, 86 women, and 263 children are either arrested or taken into company during um, a pre-dawn raid in Arizona. Yeah. The men were placed in probation after promising to discontinue practicing polygamy, and most of the women and the children returned to the ranch after two years of being wards of the state of Arizona. So in November 1986, the FLDS prophet and leader Leroy Johnson dies at the age of 698 after leading the FLDS since 1954. So this is when we get into probably one of the more prominent people in that whole FLDS scheme. So before it was, there was everything was legal-ish. 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 And it remains legal-ish until our third prophet. Until our third prophet, yes. So this prophet here is our second. There's obviously, there's a lot of things wrong with this. But it doesn't get completely dangerous and awful yet. No. So before we go in, I think we might need to give some trigger warnings. Yes. So Just a couple. So... For one, there'll be a lot of talk of underage marriage, young girls marrying significantly older men. Literally, like, 70-year-olds. It's disgusting. Like, 93-year-olds are profit with 14-year-olds. So if that is significantly off-putting, you're not Obviously, it is significantly off It is, but, like, if that's going to bother you to a point where this is not going to be your episode, come back. Yeah, come back later. Come back later. Okay. So the first man we will be talking about is Roland Jeffs. He was born in 1909 to parents David William Ward Jeffs and his puerile wife, Nettie Lenora Timpson. So his father was a polygamist, gosh. His father was in cults. Yeah, yeah, completely. So Warren spent the first 10 years of his 
of his life under the pseudonym Roland Jennings because you couldn't have multiple wives. Yeah. Um, both his parents were Mormon fundamentalists and Roland was not introduced to any religion until he was 29. Yeah. And he was given a magazine that introduced him into all of this. So on his 29th birthday, they got him up and said, Roland, Roland, come here. We yeah. give you this magazine. Do you want this magazine? And then he very quickly adopted fundamentalist Mormonism and married his very first wife, Zola Brown. Zola Brown was the granddaughter of, of the original founder of the FLDS. Yes. So, so he was the one who took those adopted fundamentalist views, brought them over from Mormonism when they were like made not allowed anymore and yes. created this cult. So like Zola, she's a big deal. So Zola, when he decided it was time to get his second wife, Zola divorced him, which is interesting. Hmm. Like her family legacy. Yeah. In 1989, when he was 80, he became the leader of the FLDS church. Yeah. So just to clarify, he does have plural wives at this point, but he doesn't have, like, he doesn't have the option to so many wives. Because as I said earlier, yes. the only person who can marry, who can perform a marriage in the cult is the prophet. And the prophet essentially used them as like a power grab. So like, if you are doing what I tell you to do, you can have more wives. If yes. this guy over here does not listen to what I'm going to do, I can take his wives and give them to someone else. So... When Warren, not Warren, we'll get to Warren. Roland. When Roland comes into power, he he then has significantly more wives because he has the power to essentially take them. I think it's very, very, very um, what's the word? It's very manipulative. No, the power play. He yeah. abused it. It's completely. Very, he definitely it gets worse. Completely abused the and system, and we'll go into it a, a bit more later. But they did get to a point in the church when they were just completely stripping men of their families and their children, and just essentially saying kicking them out. Like there was this one man who we will get to who had something, a lot of children. He was like a, objectively a great father for being in this cult, and but he just didn't listen to the prophets. So like. All his children were sent over to this other guy and essentially yeah. were told to forget that he ever existed. He was, like, kicked so, out. So you might be wondering what happens when a woman is of age to marry. Yeah. Which I believe the legal age to marry is 16. 16. So when you were 16, you got married. Yeah. There was no ifs, no buts. But, there, but earlier, if you were, like, 14 or something, your father could decide that you were ready for marriage. So he would go up to the prophet and he would, there was a special handshake that meant yes. like, my daughter is ready. And these husbands and fathers wanted to do it because it gave them that power. So essentially how this works is, for instance, let's say me and Isabella are men in this church. Yeah. So I have a daughter. Yeah. And I'm going to give her to Isabella. Right. Yeah. But then Isabella also has a daughter. We do like a trade. We do like, we, we switch it up, which obviously is gross. Very wrong. Yeah. In so many levels. Every level. Every level. But that's how it worked. Yes. So you're probably wondering, but how many wives did this dude have? 65. 
And 65 kids. Yeah, so that's about one kid per wife, because as you can imagine, lots of wives, lots of children. So his, so we're going to talk about his favorite child. Yeah. So his favorite child was Warren Jeffs, who had, he had trained his whole life to be his successor. So it wasn't just him who trained him to be a successor. So his mother sort of decided, like, my son will be the next prophet. So <laughs> she was, like, influencing him to be around Rulin from a very young age. They sort of formed a bond. As much as of a bond as you can have when you have 65, 65. children. Because yeah. I can imagine, because of the bond they have, the rest of the children were probably severely neglected by Rulin. Most of them. All of them. Yeah, all of them except Warren. Um, so, Warren was told from his whole life that he was special. Yeah. He was this godlike being. And he fully, wholeheartedly believed it. He just, like, accepted that. He was like, I'm a successor. Cool. That makes sense. Probably would have been a narcissist anyway, but this did not help that. Yeah, he was a very egotistical person, even as a child. A child. So when Roland's health started to deteriorate, because he was in his 80s, 90s, by this point. Yeah, by this point he was in his 90s and he had 65 children, 65 wives. Yeah, and Warren sort of stepped up because Roland was basically in a hospital, like not a hospital. It was like his house hospital. His house hospital. So like Warren just sort of started taking the role for Mm -hmm. himself. So, Warren, yeah, so Roland's health was severely deteriorating. And the day before he died, Warren, oh, we haven't talked about sister wives. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay, so, so, do you want, yeah, so let's just imagine there's this guy. Mm -hmm. And he wants plural wives. Yeah. And me and Isabella both marry him. That would make us sister Sister wives. wives. So the day before he died, Warren asked the sister wives of Roland to come and sing to father as he is not feeling well. Yeah, they call it father. Yeah, Which, not husband. It's weird. Yeah, very weird. Very weird. Um, And the next day he died. Yeah. Which was never meant to happen, actually. No. They were told that he was immortal, essentially. <laughs> so this, like... Up, uproar in the church because all of a sudden this eternal being who was meant to be all-powerful could not be taken over by the like he was basically under the will of god so people were incredibly confused and they thought like the world was ending like the time has come mm-hmm. and people were also convinced that he was going to come back from the dead yes it's just really interesting like they yes. thought they was like just... they didn't like put the, his coffin no in the ground for a very long time. They thought he was just gonna. So you're probably wondering, how did they recover from this? I mean, it's a severe loss of trust. Warren, dear Warren, said that his father's spirit had been renewed in him. In him. And Rulin had assumed his body, making Warren the prophet. Yeah. So he would ask, force, I don't know if ask is the right word yeah. to use here, he would force women to come forward and say they were who? and say that they thought he was the new prophet. Yeah, in front of, like, the whole church. Like, he would ask them, who do you think the next prophet is? And they had to say it was him. Yeah, because, like, who else? Because then you'd get kicked out. Yeah. 
with nothing, no resources, just on the streets. And yeah. a really gross thing was Warren actually took a lot of his mothers, mothers, most of them, most of them, most of the younger ones. But there was something very interesting because women aren't allowed to get married again. That's not something they were allowed to do. Mm -mm. They couldn't, like, divorce? Not a thing that could happen. But, so what happened? What happens when your husband dies? That's not meant to happen. Mm. So there was this, like, sort of, like, what do we do now? And Warren just sort of adopted them. Yeah. But there were a few that would, like, I don't want to marry you. And he sort of just, like, didn't give them a husband. And they were sort of just, like, floating in the church mm. of tethered couldn't do anything. It was not very nice. We love you. I love all of you. Sweet spirit of prayer. Warren Steed Jeffs was born on December the 3rd, 1955 to Roland Jeffs and his mother, Meryl Steed. He was born into the FLDS and from a very young age, as we mentioned before, his mother was convinced that he was special. When his father died, he overtook the FLDS. Warren really liked rules. He loved rules. Even as a little kid, he was like, rules? Amazing. Warren. Fabulous. He just wanted to listen. He just loved them. Loved them. And he loved discipline. Which is weird for like a child. Yeah. Usually children do not like those things. No. So when he became the leader, these beliefs very much changed the structure of the FLDS. Completely. So some of the rules he started to enforce, and these are only mentioning a few of them. Yeah. There's there many were more. Many, many more. But denim, the color red, and prints could not be worn anymore. Specifically by women, though. Specifically. Yeah. Like... I think the red and the print applied to the men, but I think they could still wear denim. Where women had to wear these particular dresses, yes, and these particular colors that he selected. So there were only certain hairstyles that a woman could wear in her hair, as Warren believed they were the most attractive hairstyles. I very highly recommend you search FLDS women's hairstyles. We'll put some on the website. It's but they are so elaborate. Like, I've seen videos of, like, ex-members doing these hairstyles. They take forever. And they're like, so imagine, like, you know, like, an Elsa braid? But the bottom of it is, like, loose. And poofy. And, and then, poofy. like, it's just this. And, like, flaps. Of, they're so complicated. And then there's the big side sweeps as yeah. well. And they look like they're from, like, the 70s. But this is, like, 2006. Yeah. Like, he just... He liked them. So there were many more. He also started kicking minors, minor boys out of the church as there were not enough wives for everyone. Not enough wives for him. Keep in mind, he has 78 wives at this point. And these boys were children. Yeah. Like these yellows like 12. Yeah. Yeah. And they had no money, no shelter. They couldn't, they had no connections with the church. Because these boys, their entire life was this church. Their family, everything they knew how to do revolved around being in the church. And they were kicked out solely for the fact that there weren't enough wives for Warren to give to the men he wanted. Also, being in this cult was very much, it shaped your views around the world. And it the did. outside world, you hated it. There was this sort of perceived notion that like outside of this cult, nothing was safe. 
Yeah. There was, it was unholy. And you would be like sent to eternal damnation if you did not follow these rules that could not be followed except for in the cult. So these young boys are not only out in the world without any connections, money, food, shelter, anything. They also now think they're going to like die in a fiery hell. Like, yes. so, and obviously in this cult, you weren't learning real life skills. No, they couldn't. They didn't know history. They didn't. No, they knew Warren's history. They knew he Warren's would, history. They he had history of textbooks the that he wrote. He rewrote the entire school's curriculum. So like he would take their science textbooks and just like cut out entire chapters on like reproduction. Yeah. Like just how the world formed, gone. Mm. How plants grow, gone. Like all that. And then he just rewrote things so that they perceived everything from the point of view that he wanted them to perceive it as. Also like having a job, like applying for a job, that was not a thing in the FLDS. The only thing they could do was like build stuff because yeah. they were basically forced to do chat. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that we'll later. We'll get into that. Um, but yeah. So like, how do you get money if you can't? Yeah, exactly. So his favorite sayings were, and as we can tell, he's clearly funnest student at the party. His favorite sayings were, work harder for the privilege of working harder. Which, what? What does that even what mean? What does that even mean? Like, work hard because it's super fun? <laughs> like, maybe work hard, but like, I don't think many people are like, this is super duper fun. Yeah, I want to work hard so I can work harder. Work harder, yeah. And as the Netflix documentary is called, keep sweet, pray, and obey. These are his rules for the women particularly. So there was this analogy that he had was a piece of hair. Essentially, you should be so obedient that you can be pulled along, that you could be like walking behind Warren holding a strand of hair and you would follow him so closely that you would not break the hair. Like everything he said to do, like all of it, you just followed it so perfectly. And I think keep sweet. Yeah. You were not allowed to step out of line at all. If someone was mean to you, you could not be mean to them back. There was no emotion. There was no, no. sadness, anger. You were just happy, sweet, and obedient every second of the day. It was like, there are so many videos. We very highly recommend the Netflix documentary that Asta mm -hmm. mentioned, but there were just, they did what Warren wanted all day long. Like they did singing performances. But like, if you're thinking about like, why didn't they leave or whatever, these women had been raised in this cult. There they, was no other option. Yeah, and also, like I said before, their mindset from within this cult is that this is the only way for me to achieve salvation. I will not, like I'm going to burn. I'm gonna mm -hmm. die if I don't stay here and do what Warren the prophet says. So it's not even like a mix of like, they can't leave. It's the fact that they believe that leaving is death. So um, so you're wondering, probably wondering, how does law enforcement let FLDS exist and thrive to this like extent? And why aren't police stepping in? Because FLDS was no secret. No. And I think it's a very big failure of our law enforcement system. Well, the issue is the creek. Yeah, because all the people who were policemen in the area were FLDS members. Yeah, so they had, we mentioned it before, the creek. So essentially, they were in Colorado City for quite a while until when Warren took over. Even, like, Rulin actually lived in the city with his wives and children. But when Warren took over, he wanted to isolate everyone. So he moved yes. them to this creek that pretty much had no one in it. Like, there were some people who lived there, 
but they were essentially forced out and they had their own fire station, their own police station, they had their own school, their own doctors, and they were all run by the FLDS. So everyone just sort of turned a blind eye. Like you are, have multiple wives, so do I. Like I'm not going to arrest you for that. Yes. And obviously the laws weren't the laws of America. No. They were the laws of Warren, who is not. And there was like, you couldn't really leave. Like I know when we were watching the documentary, we saw a couple of the women who did leave described like fences that they had Mm. to physically scale because they were basically just trapped there. So like, if you were born in this cult, once they moved to the Creek, you had never met a person was outside of it. Like they had their own businesses, which we might want to. Yes. So money wise, money wise and business wise. So you were probably wondering literally how, how aren't they broke? Cause how can you just make your own like city? So all the money of every member had Warren controlling it. Yeah. So, so Warren was controlling everything. What you spent money on, what you got money for. Warren owned their houses, their cars, every single thing that they owned. And he made that money by forcing these men and boys to work for free. So, for example, there was one thing that we learned about where they built an entire Amazon packing facility. So, Amazon is a very big company. A very large company. A very large company who got the FLDS to build this. And the FLDS was paid, I'm sure, a very large amount of money. Yeah. But these men and boys, young, like, eight-year-old boys who built this thing, they didn't get paid. That money went to the FLDS to Warren. Yes. So Warren would – a lot of the people working on this were very young boys. So we're talking, like, youngest, like, seven. Seven. Yeah. These were children. Get and he was up in trucks, sent up yeah. to work site. And he was taking them across – audits yes which is human trafficking federal crime very much a federal crime many federal crimes um yeah so do we want to talk a little bit more about warren's whole system of running it yeah so warren as we said he sort of he became much more strict now when ruling was in power there were there was free choice also like I could be friends with people outside of the cult. Yeah. I could have attachments outside of the cult. Kids went to normal school. They did. Warren got rid of that. He, the only things that went on were to do with the cult, the religion, the connections, and that controlled everyone. So, like, they would have, like, I mentioned the choir singing performances before. Yeah. I was very into those. So, like, it seems like every night at dinner, they would just, like, get up. All the women, all the girls would just, like, get up there and sing for him. Yeah, he, he was into that. Um, yeah. Also, um, the psychology behind this. Psychology, for sure. obviously, when it comes to people who commit crimes, and this crime gets much, much worse. It does. But still, human trafficking, running a cult, it's pretty big velocity. So we can start by attributing it to he's probably got a narcissistic personality disorder. For sure. Um, also, the, his whole life he was raised that he was the best. Yeah. So I think even if he wasn't raised that way, he would have had a narcissistic personality. But he was, like we said, he was trained from birth to be this person in charge of this 
multi-million dollar company, essentially. And so when he stepped into power, he sort of just knew that that was his right. That is what he was Mm. raised to do. It was never, do I have the authority to do this? No. Can I do this? Um, Is this going to hurt people? No. It was money and power. Money and power. That was what he was there to do. And even though there were some weird things going on with Rulin, I think from the point of view we get from the outside, Rulin was about the religion. I think Warren definitely believes in it. I'm not saying he didn't. But I think Rulin just wanted to not help them, but, like, he believed in what they were doing on a religious Mm -hmm. level. Like, he thought he was helping these people by bringing them into this religion, teaching them what to do. Warren manipulated everything to give himself as much money and power as he possibly could. Yes. So this is going to end the episode. But before we end it, I just want to say that the next episode is going to be about when underage women start to get married off and the absolutely heinous crimes. It's going to get significantly darker. Yes. Warren starts to commit. Yeah, you thought this was bad. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see you. We'll see you then. We'll see you soon. Yeah. But definitely, if you were looking for more, if you want to see visual aids, because this cult filmed everything. It was really weird. Like, Like, everything. Like, just, like, every single thing they ever did. It's just on tape. So, if you want the video to match what we've talked about, definitely go watch that documentary. Also, that just reminded me. In these families, because, you know, there was lots of wives, they could have full baseball games. Oh, yeah, they did. And they would have their own little, like, parades. And yeah, like, was... your whole family. And there'd be, like, 20 people. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, with that little tidbit, <sighs> I say we should run through socials. In case you've forgotten, it's been so long. It has been long. So... If you want to see where we actually put things, go to our Instagram. Yes. If you want to follow us on TikTok, if that's your vibe, follow us at Oddly Unexplained Podcast. On pretty much everything. On pretty much everything. That's our email as well. Yeah. Um, and our website is www.oddlyunexplained.com. Yeah. We'll put some photos up there if you want to have some visual to match what we've told you make it make yeah. more sense yeah well we'll see you back soon yeah hope you've enjoyed bye okay. and remember to lock your doors because you never know you might be accidentally joining a cult <laughs> <laughs>